Welcome to the Trauma Healing for Postpartum Moms podcast. I'm your host, Danik Bernier, mom of two, social worker, and psychotherapist in Ontario, Canada. This podcast is for the busy postpartum mom who didn't get the birth experience she was promised and feels intense pressure to be the best mother, but the stress of the postpartum period is too much. I want you to know that you're not alone and you're in the right place if you want to learn why you don't trust your in-laws to babysit your baby, why your brain keeps showing you scary stuff from your past, and why you're so afraid of getting pregnant again. Becoming the mother you want to be truly is possible. While this episode does not replace psychotherapy and is not meant to give medical advice, I hope you learned something new about yourself and the art of trauma healing while caring for a baby. Let's head into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Trauma Healing for Postpartum Moms podcast. I'm your host, Danik Bernier, and in today's episode, we will be talking about what it's like to be told our baby has a diagnosis and will live with a disability. We will talk about the moment you are being told this news as potentially traumatic and how that potential trauma can impact your postpartum experience and what we can do about this. Disclaimer before starting, I know that many who want children someday can create this fear where if they think about having a child with a diagnosis, they will manifest this and it will happen for them. I just want to tell you that listening to this episode will not make your future children have a diagnosis and you can't be held responsible for something like winning, and I'm doing air quotes, winning at the genetic lottery. My goal here is to show moms that they can heal from the pain they went through and the hypervigilance they've been feeling. So first, I want to say how my heart goes out to all the moms who have gone through this and will go through this at some point in the future. Getting sucked into the world of raising a child with a disability is never something we plan for and for good reasons. And so it's such a steep learning curve to get to know every single thing there is out there to know about your child's condition and what each specialist does and what government resources meant for what and what you can purchase with this funding and what you cannot purchase and what type of equipment your child needs and it's all just overwhelming. Doesn't matter at what stage you are, um, you know, for sure in the very beginning it's super overwhelming because it's so new. And then afterwards it gets, you know, you get a bit more used to it, but then your child develops and changes and there's another learning curve. It seems like never ending. But here's what I will tell you. There is hope. Your child can have a good life. A diagnosis is not a death sentence. Even if for you, if you're at the very beginning of your journey, it might not seem like it. So to the moms I met in the past and talked to about their worries and questions and their child's future, I want to let you know that I did not forget about you if you're listening. 
I think you're a badass mom and you are so incredibly resourceful, intelligent, strong, and an expert of your baby, even if you might not feel like it sometimes. So for those of you who don't really know me, I have a little bit of background info to share with you before we start this. Um, I spent the last five-ish years working in a hospital setting where I was a social worker for parents and caregivers whose child, often from birth to toddlerhood, received a diagnosis um, which impacts development. So it could have been physical, like cerebral palsy, spina bifida, a genetic disorder, or something like Down syndrome, a developmental delay, and autism, to name a few. I would most often meet with the moms and they would share about their birth story and how they have trauma symptoms after being told that their child has a diagnosis, how they remember vividly the room in which they were standing, who they were with, how they were feeling, or that they absolutely don't remember anything about it. They just know that they were there and that some information was exchanged, but they can't really say that they remember because they were, their brain was telling them they needed to check out for their safety. So I had to give them the resources in the community and at the government level they needed. And I could also provide grief counseling. And for the team I had back then, um, and for those who are still working there, Uh, You know who you are. I'm saying hi, and I hope you're doing well, and I miss you. (laughs) What is it like to be told there is something with your baby? So I do remember pretty vividly one of the first cases I was handed at that hospital job. You know, it had to do with birth trauma. Um, Mom and baby were not well. Um, There were some life-threatening stuff there, and... um, It ended up that the baby down the line got the diagnosis of cerebral palsy. From what I understood from that position back then, many babies who end up, you know, later on in life getting the diagnosis of cerebral palsy, they went through birth trauma. Their their parent who gave birth um, went through birth trauma. Yeah, so it's just very, very much something that is present. I was not a mom at the time, but I remember how this mom's eyes just seemed to be empty and filled with fear at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. I never once saw that look again. Just pure survival mode being activated, trying to keep her head above water for her family. Like this mom, it often happened where one of the parents knew there was something with the baby even before medical professionals could give a diagnosis. So if ever you're thinking, oh, I'm overreacting, this is just anxiety, I'm just tired, but you're also noticing that there might just be something with your baby, Chances are you're actually onto something because you are the expert of your baby truly. And no one knows your baby like you do. So keep advocating because you are your baby's voice. You know, supports out there like social workers are 
you know, really valuable in helping you elevate your voice. But at the end of the day, you're the one with the information and all of this insight. So in the moment when you're facing the pediatrician or you're facing the specialist, you're facing the doctor, you're facing maybe the psychologist down the line with your toddler and they're saying, this is the diagnosis we're giving your baby, we're giving your child. Your child has a diagnosis that impacts development. So for many parents, um, you know, there are a couple different reactions that can exist and they have to do with fight, flight, freeze responses. This is based on my observations back from when I worked at that hospital job from what parents have shared with me. Um, And I just find it so interesting how we can pinpoint those different reactions as being fight response, flight response, freeze response. And just knowing that they have something to do with trauma, right? They were most likely trauma responses. So if we look at, you know, one of the ways that we can, that we can feel in the moment, it can feel like time has stopped and like you're off balance or like you're zoning out. This could be the freeze response, right? Feeling just completely frozen. You're hearing that health professional talking, but it's like you can't react. So that's the freeze response. It can also feel like you want to literally punch that doctor in front of you or suddenly stand up and say something along the lines of, how dare you tell me my child is disabled when all my life I wanted to have a healthy baby and now you are taking this away from me. This could be seen as flight response or fight response rather. Having this nervous system urge to be fighting for your life type of thing. It can feel like you just want to leave the room, run away and not look back, or even mentally just run away mentally and check out. This is the flight response. Those responses can totally happen. And if they do happen to you, you're not weird. You're not a bad parent. You're just very human. And I would invite you to have this internal check-in and see on a gut level, was this a traumatic experience for you? It could very well be, because for many parents out there, it is. It can feel like it's very peaceful as well, getting that news, when it actually brings relief and the sense that you're, there are answers to your questions. I've seen that as well. So if you're listening and for you that's that was your reaction, I don't want you to think that you're not normal for having a peaceful reaction. Really, there's no there's no right or wrong answers here. There's no right or wrong way to react here. The reason why we offered grief counseling is because as parents, we do sometimes and often grieve the loss of the image of the child we had in mind. You have the realization that the baby you're holding in your arms is not the same as the image of the baby you had in your mind when you were expecting. 
And this hurts. And you are allowed to be hurting. It doesn't make you a horrible mother to say out loud, I wanted a different baby. This is a painful thought, but it's there for many. And the sooner we recognize it, the sooner we can release it and enjoy the baby we do have in front of us. It doesn't make you a bad parent to think those things. It makes you human. And as humans, it is in our nature to have expectations over our experiences. So it's just normal for you to have pictured yourself with a typical baby, growing up as a typical child with virtually no challenges. You're not a horrible person. You're just having human thoughts. Thoughts are images inside your brain. Nothing more. You can still love your baby even if deep down you wish things would have been different. And you know what? This is what, this is something I tell many parents that I see. You know, when there's the news that we're expecting, already as we pee on that stick and we see the two lines, or we get the news that there's a baby on the way that's meant for us, automatically, it's in our nature, automatically, we create these images and scenarios of what life will be like. And we kind of go from there. And this happens very subconsciously. It's an automatic thing. And we kind of daydream about it. And we picture ourselves, what we'll look like, what our baby will look like, what our role will be like, what our partner's role will look like, what our um, relationship with our extended family will look like, what their roles will be like. And because we have this tendency as humans, this automatic reaction to want to create these scenarios and these images, we are bound to have deceptions. Even if our baby does not have a diagnosis, we will experience some form of disappointment. We will be deceived in some ways, either because like our partner didn't end up to be the responsible partner we thought they were, or because we're noticing how our relationship with our mom is not what we wanted or expected, and we expected her to pick up a little bit more some and give some practical help a bit more, but that's just not happening, or to have your in-laws just respectful of your boundaries, and that's not happening. See? Deceptions. Deceptions are there in the postpartum period. Not just when we have a kid with a diagnosis, but deceptions do happen there as well. And it's just important to get that out there so that that little voice inside your head that's thinking all those thoughts, but very, very quietly is released out into the world so that it doesn't eat you up anymore. You can release it to heal from it. Being told this news is potentially traumatic for you because. If you go into fight, flight, freeze responses, you know, your nervous system has been activated. And if you stay stuck there, then there is a potential for trauma because trauma means that your brain is not processing that 
the difficult event is over and is just a memory. Your body will have the reactions um, that it is still going on. And so it can impact your postpartum experience because you can be triggered over and over again. Those many different doctor's appointments, specialist appointments, thinking about going back to the hospital, smelling that smell of the hospital, the Purell smell, it can all be also triggering for you. And so what we notice is also like the hypervigilance, having this shallow breath and having the rapid heartbeat and just being really scared about our baby's well-being and their safety and their development and having these scary thoughts and nightmares that are overwhelming and sometimes even flashbacks like reliving certain things that were intense for you and the intense fears of the future they can all be signs of trauma and so i would encourage you to talk to a healthcare provider and talk these things through and seek therapy for yourself therapy is a great tool to get to release what's inside that what's bottling inside your body release it it doesn't make it won't make the situation any different in the sense that your child will always have a diagnosis but it will make the situation different in the sense that your experience will be different your experience as a mom will be different owning your role as a mom often starts with therapy when there's trauma involved and healing from this trauma that you're potentially going through Um, is just going to give you that sense of empowerment that you're really in control of your life, in control of your postpartum journey. So ways to kind of empower yourself and get into the healing mode, you need practical help at home. When we have children, period, doesn't matter the ability or disability, we need practical help. And I've mentioned this before, your partner does not count. They need help too. So getting this extra set of hands is is super important. Asking friends and family, hiring a doula, a respite worker, these are all super important. You need to give yourself permission to feel all the feels, to think all the thoughts. This goes back to what I mentioned earlier. These deep, dark secrets that you hold that that you probably have shame and guilt over thinking, getting those out there and releasing those deep, dark secrets, those deep, dark thoughts that you hold shame and guilt towards will provide you with that sense of relief at some point. And the relief is part of the healing. You also need to find a way to release the trauma your body is holding onto with therapy. And I am a EMDR trained therapist and I encourage you to seek EMDR therapy. I do think that releasing what's going on, not only on a cognitive level, but also on a body and nervous system kind of level is just the best of both worlds. And will really ensure that you don't just intellectualize your feelings because that's really easy to do, intellectualize things, but also on a gut level, 
release that stuff so that you're truly empowered in your postpartum journey and you're truly feeling in control when you have to advocate for your child or you have to be your child's voice. So in this episode, we talked about how trauma can be formed if we receive the news that our baby has a diagnosis, how to recognize we are potentially going through trauma, and what to do about this. I hope this episode gives you the validation you need and the hope that you can heal from this. And your child is so, so, so lucky to be having you in their life, to be having you on their side, to be their own personal cheerleader forever. This is truly, truly valuable. And depending on where you're at in your life right now, in your, in your journey with your child with, with a diagnosis, Hearing those words, you know, you might feel, okay, well, whatever. I, I really feel bad right now. But I'm telling you, the day will come where the words that I've, that I've just said will ring true to you. And I can't wait for that day for you. I would love to know your thoughts on this fifth episode. Reach out to me on Instagram at Denik Helps Moms and tell me what your aha moment was for this episode. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trauma Healing for Postpartum Moms podcast. I hope what was shared resonated with you and you're walking away feeling like you're not alone. There is another side to the pain, the fear, and the confusion you're experiencing right now in early motherhood. Feeling happy, safe, and confident in your role is possible. This episode does not replace psychotherapy and is not meant to give medical advice. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon.